tension no more struggle no more challenges no more battle because there comes a time where you need to rest from your battle and God said after today you shall rest from your battle the battle of your marriage the battle of your business the battle of your finances the battle of your sickness the battle of your shame the battle of your disgrace the battle of your setback the battle of the pains you don't want to forget God said you will rest from your battle And now, today's message with God's servant, Reverend Ismaila Awudu, Head Pastor ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Dagon. Take your time and investigate. Amen. Invest. Know it. Know who you are marrying. No human being can be perfect. Yes, the person can have a past, have a challenges, but if you investigate, you will not have surprises. If you know where that shoe is coming from and you have investigated, you when you are buying the shoe, you know that this shoe can last me for two years or for three years. So when it's getting to that time, you make preparation for it. If you investigate the shoe, you know that shoe from that part, sometimes it has its own defect challenges. Either you can see cracks along the line or whatever it is. So you are not surprised when you still start seeing the cracks. When you investigate, it can help you to make an informed decision about the shoe and your money where it's going. But when you have not investigated in the middle of the road, it can leave you. Like a lot of us go and buy cars. We just buy the car because it looks nice. You need to investigate. Anything you are buying, investigate. Like in Africa, we consume things without even checking the expiry date. But if you check the background of the product and expiry date, you will know that this thing is expiring or it's not with two days to expire or three days to expire. So when I buy it and I cannot consume it now, it will create a problem. I'll waste my money. But we don't have time. Because all that we are thinking is, I want wedding. I went to my friend's wedding. And they were having limousine. And they were having horses before them. And they were having eagles and cats. And they, they have, they have a, 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 a bridal tray of, 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 of best man made of honor. And, and, and seven of them and 20 of them. And they were wearing tuxedo suits. And they were wearing gowns from United Kingdom and Australia and everything. Me, if I want to marry a man, me too, I want the same thing. So that they can be and do it. Before I appear in the church, a whole tray will go ahead of me. And all men and women and be spreading flowers and I'll be working. That is all that we are crazy about. We prepare for the wedding without thinking of the consequences beyond. The honeymoon night, you start fighting. Because you drain the coffers. You are owing everybody. Because you never married according to your strength. I tell people today, when you look at my ring, it can be expensive. But when I was married, I never had the money. So I told my wife, you know what? We are going to marry. I am working. You are also working. We are going to marry. This is what I'm providing. You ought to bring your own. Simple. She did her own wedding cake. Because that's what she's doing. She did her own wedding cake. 
We look for a ring anywhere, anyhow. We married. But today, by the grace of God, that is not the same ring. Because we don't want to take budget we cannot handle. There are people sitting down today. Up to now in the marriage, they are paying debts for the wedding. Lady, don't pressurize any man to spend on you. That tomorrow he will regret it. Check the background. It's important. You see, when you check the background, you will know what the man has gone through. My wife investigated. So when we met, she investigated and got to know the man really she's going to stay with. You see, being saved does not change what you went through. If you are broken, you are broken. Maybe in your family there is a divorce. So there was a broken uh, separation in the marriage. The children were raised up from, uh, what do you call it? In a, in a broken home or whatever you can call it. They will have some kind of challenge or effect in their life. They, their trust level will not be. They will be suspicious of things. Because they saw what mommy is going through. They saw what daddy went through. And they themselves went through a lot of emotional stress. If you don't investigate to know it, when you marry that lady or that man, you cannot get the love you are looking for. But if you know it, you can also deploy yourself psychologically and deal with it. If that girl was raped or was maltreated, beaten, and all those things, don't forget, she has formed those things. It has imprinted in her spirit and in her being. And she's carrying that broken in life. If you are going to marry such a person, that person will always be at the edge of sorrow and depression. If you don't know it to help deal with it, you have a problem. I investigated my wife. I got to know all the things she's gone through. So between us, there are no surprises. We, I investigated, got to know everything she's gone through and whether I can handle it. So when I accepted, I know what I was also taking on board. And she also knew what she was taking on board. So when we entered in, when we are fooling, we know we have to stop fooling. Because the thing is that the two of us agreed. So we have to share it and deal with the issue. Today, I can learn to pick my clothes and dress without her assistant. But it wasn't like that before. Anything goes. But when I got somebody who was well molded and shaped, she said, no, you can't wear this. You can't do this. You can't combine that. You can't put this. In fact, I didn't even know colors. When you know me talking about colors, it means that the Holy Spirit has descended. I was a nuisance to her. But because she knew it, she was able to use the motherly approach. She realized that I didn't have a mother. I didn't have a father. I've lost both parents. I'm an orphan when she married me. And with my background, she was able to have a big heart to accommodate me. If that did not happen, do you think it would have worked? So most of the things we call divorce is not demonic. 
is because of lack of understanding of our past lives and issues and what we have gone through. And sometimes the challenge is that we are not sincere with each other because sometimes when you open up, the person uses it against you tomorrow. And the devil has capitalized on that to take us away from helping to make marriage a lasting one. Because if I don't know your background and what you have gone through in life, how can I help you and how can you help me? If I don't tell the doctor my sickness to diagnose effectively, he will prescribe a medication for me. But that will not heal me. Because I never, you see, doctors are not magicians. When you see before the doctor, your sincerity with the doctor is what can make the doctor prescribe a good medicine for you. There are people in life you cannot lie to. You cannot lie to your doctor. If you lie to your doctor that you are taking the medication and you are not taking it, you will die. Amen. It's as simple as that. But when you tell him the truth, he will be able to give you the medication that will heal you. You cannot lie to your lawyer. If you store the thing, tell him, lawyer, I didn't fire you, me fire. I embezzle the funds. When the lawyer knows the truth, the lawyer knows what to present as a defense in court to deliver you. Because that means, pastor was praying and pastor doesn't know why the lady is not getting anybody to marry. Then he went to God like, like Joshua went to God crying. He was crying to God, crying to God and then God said, let me show you something. Then he opened his eyes. Not knowing the lady in question is sleeping with people's husbands. So he called the lady and said, hey, come here. You said you want to marry, but look at the life you are. Oh, pastor, it's not true. He said, shut up. Tell me the truth. Eh, pastor, it's true. And I said, so how can you get married when you are wrecking hopes? The house is quiet. You have to know what is the size of the shoe. Because not every size of shoe will fit you. Is that right? People travel, they call me, say, Pastor, what is the size of your shoe? If I'm not sure, I have to check. Because shoe sizes are not universal. Simple. When we don't know it, we'll mention it. So when you bring it, we we'll look for something, you push it there. You understand? So you are wearing, but you have loaded. How many of you understand what I'm talking about? <laughs> so you need to know the size of your shoe. American size is not the same as Europe size. Hello? They are not the same. So you need to know. What is the size? What is the values? What values that the woman you are going to marry, what values do they hold in their family? The man you are marrying, what values do they hold in their family? You should know those values. Because where there are no values, the person grew up with no values. So if you grew up with no values and you want to go ahead, then you are not going to teach the person values and manners. Is that right? So if you are teaching and the thing is not sticking, you don't get discouraged. Because you knew it already before you took it. So you have the patience to travel the journey. Or oh, Bishop, is that not so? 
So that you can help the person to be able to get, like I said, my wife knows that from where I am coming from in Nungwa, in Ishan, and those areas, I grew up. So, but this is a school where you are sitting in the classroom when you are talking and you are running your mouth. The person will tell you, Can you fight me? You said, Yes, he, teacher is teaching. He said, Let's go out now. Where you are Sophie. So, teaching is going on, you are going to fight. And when you finish fighting, you don't win the fight. Even if you beat the person, watch your back. Anywhere you are going, the person will look for you and hit you. Hello? So you need to learn what values did this person grow up with? Who are his friends? Who are her friends? What cycle of friends does she or he move with? What has influenced his life and her life up to this stage? Was the mother and the father together? How does the father treated him or her? How does the mother related with him or her? Because you see, the way parents will relate with their child goes a long way to affect them to understand how marriage or relationship should work. What you don't have, you can't give. So stop complaining in your marriage and making your marriage look like you cannot solve your problem. Sit down and ask these questions. What were your values? What values did you grow up with? If the person did not grow up with values of going to church or reading the Bible or praying and find himself or herself in a charismatic church and managed, got saved and was going on. When you marry, you will not find a person praying like you are praying. So don't say the person is a devil or a demon. You need to come down to the person's level and begin to teach the person and help the person grow up to your level. If the person's value did not learn how to dress and you are angry, when I take you out, you disgrace me. I cannot move out with you again. Sit at home and I'm going alone. Anytime you go out, you fight. If you have taken your time to understand his values, you will know that he has never used cutleries and fork before in his, his, his entire or entire life. So you wouldn't get troubled. She doesn't know what we call table manners. You had the opportunity of eating breakfast, lunch and dinner. But he or she did not have because when he gets those days, I remember when we get your, we look for Gary. You put him more Gary into the beans and then you don't eat immediately. If you eat it immediately, it's against the law. Amen. <laughs> you stir it up and you put it on the sun. So it will, oh, come on, I, I, the guys in the house. Oh, don't let me feel like I'm the only one. Can I have some fans there? (laughs) And when you finish it, all the day, what you need is water. Or Jesus. Today, where I am, I still enjoy my sokis. Because it was a survival for us. No matter how I want to stay away from coke, I can't stay away from coke. Because Coke was my savior along the line. You will see some people doing certain things not because they want to do it, but necessity made them to behave that way. So if you don't understand what a person went through to have imbibed the values or the things he has, you will have problems with the person in marriage. There are some people today when they are eating, they cannot eat gentle. And 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 and, and you marry the person and you have trouble because whenever you go out. So you are disgracing me. The thing is that a guy grew up in a place where we fight for the food. 
If you don't like, if you like, don't eat fast. But you, you grow up in an area where you take it one after the other. Oh, am I preaching to somebody here? There are some men and women, husband and wife, that they don't like to eat together. Because when they close their eyes and they pray and they start eating, you see the man going faster. What do you call it? If it is fufu or whatever. (laughs) Oh, am I preaching to somebody here? (laughs) Before the lady can take to the food is finished. Because you are eating with the hazela. If you don't know this, you always feel the guy is creating problems for you. There were 10 in a room. Today, by God's grace, he's in a self-container. You think he's a gentleman. No. There were 10 in a room where they crisscross, they fraternate easily and freely. Shoot now, you think he's a nice guy, he's good, he's cute. Hey, pastor, my, my guy is so cute. <laughs> you enter the marriage, you are there before you know, film. <laughs> then you go praying that bind this devil in my home, he's not binding. That guy has some values. They do it freely. No man's land. Hello. So the person becomes a nuisance in your life. In their home, they bought everything for them. They didn't allow them to buy anything. So they don't know management. They just get it and enjoy without asking where the money is coming from. And you go and pick this nice, polished looking lady. And get it by you. You grow up in a place where you need to manage your gari, manage your sugar, the tin, milk. You share it. It's a teaspoon when they put it. But then in their place, they bring it in cartons. And one will take it and pour everything. And nobody will talk. So when you get married and you buy the tin of milk, she picks it and pours it. Ah, you are wasting my money. You are wasting my money. You are disturbing me. The thing is that she will get offended because in her training, they pour everything. In your training, you use spoon to measure. Oh, go ahead and give the Lord a clap. It's not a demon. It's a simple mismatch. Because you didn't know the values and the culture the person grew up in. Hello? Because she was raped. That don't think that memory is gone. Anytime you are going to have sex with her and she's not ready and you want to be a little aggressive, she also will get aggressive and can pick something and hit you. Some men are beating their wife today and nobody knows why. It's not a demon. The person has a broken self-image. It was, if you check it psychologically, you know that this person was abused in his life. And once he was abused, he has formed certain pictures and mentality. So he enters into it and involuntarily, he Anytime he's angry, he will do the thing and behave like an animal before he realizes it. If he's not helped through counseling and through prayer, he cannot be. 
Some men can be in a marriage, they cannot be faithful. Because they were jumping around. And now they've married. You think he's a nice guy, but a guy cannot sleep with you alone and be okay. If you don't know those things, because they realize that sleeping with women is to conquer, it shows strength. Or in his family background, and all those things, you have challenge. But when you know it, you can deal with it both spiritually, counseling-wise, and everything, and you can save your marriage. So attitudes are important. Values. Can I hear an amen in the house? In their family. You can, when he was growing up, he didn't even know how to change singlet or whatever. What is this? Bersheet. Oh, forget it. Because the bersheet can be white, but it can turn into brown. And everybody is okay. The thing is smelling, but they are there. And then you married and you say you want to be Madame Neat or Mr. Neat. When he comes, you remove his shoe and his socks and you throw it somewhere. Because the thing is that a guy doesn't know how to hang things. By you, in your place, you have wardrobe. You have this. You hang things. You know what is your church dress. What is your outing. What is your shoe, whatever. He, he came from another place. The planet where he came from. He doesn't know what is church dress. What is fashion dress. Every dress is a dress. Are you getting my point? Because he gets a dinner dress and he knows it is. I don't know whether you, are, you understand what I'm saying. Look, sometimes he even be wearing a lady's dress and he thinks he he's wearing a man's dress. Oh, am I preaching to people here? Because that is what he has. Those days, when they buy you a new thing, you sleep with it. You don't want anybody to come close. Even the ball. We, we will go and bath the ball and sleep with the ball. In fact, when we are sleeping, we are still holding on to it. Hello. The guy grew up in a place where they, they, do, they eat as friends, like group eating. They have to go out and go and stay long and play and all those things. In other words, the man is used to walking around, making friends, talking to everybody and behaving and going out and having fun and all those things. But the woman was brought up in a family where they don't even allow them to go out. And then these two people come together to marry because they look nice and cute. When they got married, the man starts going out, goes with friends. He wants to put the lady alone. The lady is not used to it. Say the lady is boring. Before you know, he's with friends here, he's with friends there, and all those things. You have problems. So how do you deal with it? You, the lady, have to know the man and work to win the man. He grew up knowing drinking. If God has not touched him, he will take his mandingo, take his bellies, take his whatever drink you can name it, and, and, and feel good. Because you met him and you thought he's an angel and you married. Now you went in and he's drinking. You have a challenge. What do you do? You in your family, you have not even tasted. If you smell it from a distance, you even go. They will have to resurrect you. Because you didn't investigate well, you have entered into it. You don't divorce. You have to find a way to win the man's confidence. And the man's love. You use the same things that he knows using to win him back to yourself and deliver him from it. The man is used to sex. He loves sex. And you said me, I don't love sex. 
and you are fasting and praying to deal with it, it can be. If you know his values and what he likes, this is what he likes. Find a way. Entertain him. And by the entertainment, you now win him and gradually, you begin to regulate your sex life. And this man will begin falling in place. Through prayer, through that satisfaction and the regulation, you know that everything will begin falling in place. The man loves food. He doesn't joke with his food. You don't like to eat more. Don't fight him. Find a way. Get him his food. Gradually, when he knows that you have accepted him for who he is, and you begin working on him, you will listen. The same thing applies to the woman. Are you being blessed? How much is his, how much? When you are going to buy the shoe, you ask how much, isn't it? The price tag is critical. And that is his or her interest. What is the interest of your man or your woman? The guy wants to watch football. Barcelona, Manchester, whatever. I mean, UEFA league and enjoy himself. You want to watch a Jacob Bentus. Part one, two, three. Amen. <laughs> that is your interest. Amen. And that is his interest. And when you watching the football, I want to watch it with friends. And you doesn't want people coming to your home. You are a private, you are a private person. He is not a private person. If you don't manage this thing, he can even bring divorce. But if you know how much the interest of the man you are marrying or the woman you are marrying, you can be able to manage it. The question is that what is your interest? How many of you took time to even find out the interest of the man or the woman? Because if you know the interest, there is something we call sacrifice. Are you getting my point? You sacrifice certain interests to be able to fit into another person's interest. For instance, let me give you a typical example. I can't use you so that you can say I used you. Let me use myself. (laughs) I grew up loving football and not only loving it, but playing as well and running. I was an athlete and I was a footballer. Now, so I like watching Naturally, I like watching football and I like watching athletics. But I also did literature in school. I was a literature student throughout my life. So I like watching plays, entertainment, and all that. Now, I married a woman who also liked to watch movies. But she's not interested in football. So when I'm talking about issues of football, it's like, Charlie, <laughs> you are disturbing me. Now, when we married, for me to be able to win her interest, I have to fall in love with what she loved first because I am the man. So I compromise my desire for her desire. So even if I'm not ready to watch, I'll watch with her. And I'll also comment. So now I am used to watch the soap operas. Are you understanding me? And that makes her happy. And sometimes my television that I have can record and it can replay. 
Sometimes when we are busy and we have to go, I have to record for her. And then when we go back after church and everything, we can relax and we can all watch it and comment about it. Hello? Then, because I was, she found out that I was doing that with her, she enjoyed it. Now she's also falling in love with my football. So she also watches the football with me and she can now also authoritarily comment in the area of the football. So you see, with patience, we have balanced the equation. Oh, I, are you understand what I'm saying? You can imagine, I said, no, 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 I will not listen. Because it's an interest who have problems. And I want to push her by force, come and watch football. It cannot be. But with wisdom today, she watches the football with me, I watch the movie with her. After everything, we still have the time to pray and to study our Bible. You see, life is about planning. But this alone can even create problems in the house. Hello? Can I go on? So you have to know the person's interest. What is the person's hobby? What is the person's interest? It's very, very important. The next thing is how much, uh, uh, how long will it last? How long will it last? How long will the shoe last? Because you see, any shoe make and from where it's coming from will determine how the shoe will last. So you have to know how will the, long will the shoe last. If it's a new product, ask questions. Amen. How long will it last? That is his or her character. His or her what? There are some women, because of where they grew up in, they have to fight to defend themselves. So that makes them very tough. It doesn't mean that they are bad people. But they need it for their survival. So if you don't know it, you, you think she's a bad woman. Because she grew up with a manly attitude. Because she, she, she can grow up in a family where Though she's a woman, she has to rise up to hustle. She went through so many, so that has toughened here. So uh, everything looks like a man. If you're the man, you don't understand it to balance it. You will think she's too impulsive. Because she will always want to dictate. She will always want to talk. She always want... So you have to find a way to balance the equation. It doesn't make you the man inferior. It makes you rather wiser. Over a period, you take over. And begin to dictate. Because when the woman understands that you understand her in that light, she will relinquish that position for you and you begin to run. But when she feels that you want to fight her, she will also fight you. Press down, shaking together, running over, shall it be into your bosom. Amen. If you don't put it this way, say anything you give to a woman, she will multiply it. You give the woman money, she will go to the kitchen and prepare you food. You give her a seed, she will multiply it to babies. You give her trouble, she will multiply it, press down, shaking together, running over, and she will give it back to you. You can never fight a woman to win. So don't try to fight a woman. Bible says we should dwell with them with wisdom. Every woman is difficult, but if you're a guy and you are smart, you can tame them. Believe you me. 
Women are like lions that can be tamed into domestic lions. It comes with a skill. All that the, can I give you the secret? All that the woman needs is for you, her to know that you understand her. Simple. Which is difficult for the ego of man. Because the man also wants the woman to understand him. You too understand me. But you see, can I ask you a question? If Ephesians 5 tells us the role of marriage, that God is the head of Christ, and Christ is the head of man, and man is the head of the woman, are you understanding me? Now the question here is that, who understands who? God understood Christ and allowed him to die for us. Isn't it? Now Christ understands man. So why won't man understand the woman? Why should it be vice versa? I am your leader. Eh? If I don't understand you, how can I lead you? Oh, talk to me. Messages I preach. Programs I run, where I even get angry, where I correct, are all in the package of understanding who you are. So if you don't understand you, whatever I will bring to you will not help you. So the same thing with every relationship. You need the man. Say, I am a man. I need to understand the woman. When you understand the woman, you win their confidence. It's as simple as that. Some of you will love me and I love my preaching and come every Sunday to listen because I've understood you. And so whatever I preach, even if you don't want to come to church on Sunday or you miss a Sunday, you will regret it. Am I, is that true? Exactly. It is not anything because I understand you, so I am giving you. You see, one of the techniques of salesmanship is to know your taste of your, your customers. If you know you are taste and serve them the right food, you always gain the, the profit. And that is the same thing about relationship. If you men, we will understand the ladies. They are difficult. They are complicated. But understand their complexities. And when you know their complexities, you can be able to know how to turn them around. It's as simple as that. Can I hear an amen from all the men? Yeah. With their base, once again. Yeah. <laughs> the last but one is that who made it? Who made that shoe? Who made it? You have to know the manufacturer. Who made it? Is he or she of the same faith as I? And are we compatible? You have to know whether the person goes to, believes in what you believe in as a Christian. Amen. Please, 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 please again. You see, sometimes I have a challenge where people go in and marry people and now Issues of faith becomes a problem and they begin to even fight and have problems. When you are going to take that lady, you know the church the parents goes to. Either they, were, they are Muslims or they are Baha'i people or they are Ikanka or they are Pentecostals or they are Jehovah Witness people or they are Charismatics. You should know. Hello? And you should also know the church you are coming from. Every church you are coming from, 
Whether you are a Presbyterian or a Methodist or whatever or Anglican or anywhere you are coming from, you have your belief. For instance, in ICGC where we are, we believe in the death and the resurrection of Christ. We believe in healing. We believe in speaking in tongues. We believe in paying tight. We believe in eating the communion. We believe in healing. We believe in deliverance. We believe in the word of God as the authority of God's word. Are you understanding me? We believe in the unity of the faith. It's a belief. It's our position. For the father, we have churches. Every church does not believe in things you believe in. Then you are going to marry somebody who doesn't believe in paying tight. She doesn't believe in speaking in tongues. And then you say, let's marry. And you go into the marriage and you are speaking in tongues and you say, you are disturbing me. What kind of language is this? This alone can create challenge for you. You finish and you married when you are going to take the lady or the gentleman, the lady is called Yusif, and she's praying, he's praying, he's a Muslim. That is his faith. Respect that. And you agree still to say, let's marry. Now you are in the marriage, and the person is doing ablation and want to pray. You say, why will you pray in my home? Why do you stop him from praying? Didn't you know before you, if you know you couldn't agree with it, you shouldn't have married the person to, to disturb the person's faith. Or the person picks his Bible. He said, I'm going to church. He said, in my house, you cannot go to church. But when you were going to marry the person, she was going to church already. So why now are you stopping from going to church? Hello? Every relationship is based on trust. So ladies and gentlemen, if you are going to marry, find out which church you go to. What is your belief? Agree first. On those things because it is critical in the marriage. A lot of marriages are going through problems because people are married and the men are living somewhere. Like I was telling you the other day, if the man is a disco guy and you are a believer and you marry the person with all the warnings you didn't consider and you still went ahead, if he's going to disco now, why will you complain? Why should you come and disturb God and say, God, why did you allow me to marry the person? Didn't you know it before you married him? When you were caught, you go to his house and you see him drinking. But because you are desperate to marry, you close your eyes. Hello, give me a wave. Can I be real with you? You close your eyes and pretend you didn't see it. You brought a person to pastor. Oh, he goes to church. He is a believer. You know the person is an occasional church goer. He only goes to church on 31st night. And Christmas and Easter. And you convince the pastor to marry you. Now you enter in and he's not going to church. Say, Pastor, help me cast the demon out of my husband. He is drinking. You know it. So now what is the problem when he's drinking? The last thing. Will it match me? Will it match me? This is whether he or she love you or will accept you the way you are. Will the shoe match me? In other words, with he or she accepts me for me. Remember I've spoken about that. If the person cannot accept you, accept your background, accept your parents. When you are going to marry, my parents look the way they are. Now that we are married, you said, don't visit your parents. Didn't you know my parents before I married you? Hello? I respect the parents of my wife. She respects my family. 
Though my parents are no more, my sisters are there. I was taking care of my family before you married me. And now that you marry, he says, stop taking care of your mother. Stop taking care of yourself. Don't do it. Anytime I'm going to do it, I even now have to hide before I can take care of them. I want to visit my parents. You have a problem. But I was visiting them before I married you. I'm close with my mom. And you knew it. And because you wanted a marriage, meow, 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 you became like, you also love my mother. Immediately you enter into the marriage, he said, I don't need to see your mother here. Your mother cannot come and take my marriage. Your mother is a witch. Your mother is a knife. Fast and slash, fast and pray and bind them. My mother-in-law. Ah. Now the mother-in-law has turned into a witch. She comes to the house and you are showing all kinds of attitude. You go to some friends out there who are also not thinking and they will poison your mind. If your mother-in-law comes, squeeze your face, treat your mother-in-law this way and then they get on. You should know the difference. So rather, you love your mother-in-law, win her heart and through winning her heart, you win your husband's heart. Because any difficult mother-in-law, if you win her, you know she's difficult already. If you win her and you toast her very well, you treat her very well, look, the best thing she could do for you is all the time defending you rather. Your husband will not even know. You went out, then you buy gift. You go and see, mama, I came out. Because when she accepts you, unless she did not accept you in the first place when you are going to marry. But when she accepts you, you buy it. She says, mama, I'm coming to bless you with this. Mama, oh, take this and all those. Be nice with her. Bible says that even those who hate us, we should treat them nicely so that we put heaps of coals of fire on them. You know she doesn't like, but you treat her nicely and leave the rest for God to handle. There are some men, they will insult their mother-in-laws. Some women, you will insult your father-in-law, insult your mother-in-law. They are married and they have taken the man and the woman's, the, the son and the, and the daughter away from the family. But when you have trouble tomorrow, are you going to look for somebody? You are quiet in the house. And you meet all kinds of prophets. They tell you they are witch and they are wizards. Yeah, she's a witch. She's a witch. No problem. But he raised a man and a boy for you to marry. Carrying nine months is not easy. Breastfeeding, you think it's a small thing. Children of today, we marry and then we hijack the person out of his family. Because we hear all kinds of things. And we think it's not important. You need your family no matter how long and tall you become. God bless you. very much for listening. This is a message from ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Ligon. We know you've been blessed by God's word. For more quality and practical teachings of Reverend Ismaila Abudu, visit us online at www.icgceastagon.com or email to yawatempleicgc at gmail.com or call us on 057-2260-434 or 057-2260-435. 
You can also worship with us on Sundays from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. On Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. for our empowerment teaching service. And Fridays at 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. for our breakthrough prayer service. You can also connect with us on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. God bless you. And my Lord with you.